Broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in Phoenix, Arizona. It's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the Valley's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you with the right people. I'm Adrian McIntyre. Today's show is another installment in our mini-series on financial topics brought to you by the team at Wild Wealth Management Group, an award-winning independent financial advisory firm that provides comprehensive retirement, investment, real estate, insurance, legal, and tax planning services all under one roof. Each Wednesday, professionals from the firm and their trusted partners delve into topics ranging from retirement and the stock market to college planning, real estate, and insurance. Over the last few episodes, we've done a deep dive into popular retirement plans and everything you need to know. Today, we're discussing early retirement packages and what to consider when reviewing your options. Joining me for this conversation is Trevor Wild, co-founder and managing director of Wild Wealth Management Group. Welcome back to the show, Trevor. Adrian, hi. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. Now, this is a topic that's always important, but we're seeing now perhaps even more relevant than ever. Let's talk about early retirement offers. First of all, what is that and and why is it becoming increasingly an issue today? Yeah, well, you know, with the environment they're in with because of COVID and because of businesses, uh, you know, really having to look at every item that they're dealing with and every expense line that they're dealing with. Um, we're, we in, in our in our practice are dealing with this on, on a very active basis. And, you know, what, what it is, you know, early retirement offer is really a nicer way of saying a severance package, right? I mean, organizations are having to look at their bottom line um, because of the environment, m- maybe more than, you know, ever, or at least since 2008 and nine, the last recession that we went through. And this is an this is a way for companies to control or reduce their bottom line from an extense, an expense standpoint. Now, again, you know, the, the concept or the idea of an early retirement is generally a positive thing because there are a lot of people that are still working that, you know, I mean, I have them, I have clients that were, their goal was to retire in January of 2021, maybe even the end of this year where this early retirement offer can be a windfall to somebody as they, you know, are getting ready to exit their career. Unfortunately, it's not always that way. Again, you know, early retirement offer is really just a nice way of calling it a severance package. There are a lot of other folks out there in in today's environment in particular that are not ready to retire. They're still dealing with these same, the same types of questions and concerns that that some, and maybe even more so because they weren't ready for it. They're not trying to retire um, that, that they're dealing with. One of the things that comes up again and again in conversations with Wild Wealth advisors and partners on this show is that we're not always in control of the circumstances of our lives. And a good financial plan and a good set of strategies can help us respond to the unexpected, even when it's unwanted. What are some of the things in a retirement offer, an early retirement offer or buyout that are important to consider if somebody's looking at this as an, as an option or, or maybe as a necessity. Yeah. And, and just to touch on your point, you know, oftentimes, you know, in our practice, when we're planning with clients, we obviously want to, want to focus on the plan that we can control, but there's almost always a, a plan B. What, what if, what if there is something that happens out of the ordinary? And even for those clients of ours that don't have that, having the ability to pick up the phone and have a trusted advisor friendship where they can talk about these things is important. The traditional uh, 
severance or early retirement offer includes some really important things or, or things that you have to consider, which number one, you know, how much, right? The typical severance package or retirement plan offer is some sort of typically, it's some sort of uh, period of time where they're going to continue to pay you for a period of time. It, it's not always based on um, how much you make. There's many organizations that do a certain dollar amount per year that you are with that organization. Um, it is also common for many organizations to look at your actual salary. And as part of that offer is a continuation of that same compensation for a period of time. So, so that's the first part of it is, you know, what is the continuation of income? How long, how much is that going to be? Other things that, that we have to consider and maybe would be worth touching on healthcare benefits, right? That's whether, whether someone's trying to retire or going through a change of employment, healthcare in today's environment is generally one of the very top concerns that most people have, irregardless of where they are in life. If they're 62 and trying to retire or if they're 52, healthcare is always at the top of the list and, and is a massive concern for a lot of folks that we, that's got to be addressed. What are some of the important things uh, to consider? You know, in many cases, this is being presented as as an opportunity for the employer to have the employee accept an optional right. package and and step away from their from their work. What should the employee be really looking at? How do they know if this is a good offer? Do they have any wiggle room to negotiate? What are some of the top level things there? And I think a lot of this uh, really comes back to the employee having understanding of their current financial situation. Things that, that we like to think about are, are you know, we kind of come back to basics. You know, is there an emergency reserve? Right? Do, do they already have some money saved where, you know, yes, maybe this employer is giving them six months of compensation or severance. And that could be attractive for somebody who would like to either, you know, rebuild their career doing something different or, or hedge into retirement. But a lot of the basic questions are, you know, again, back to survival. You know, if it if we're trying if we're, if we're thinking about taking this opportunity to reinvent ourselves in a new career or a different career, you know, again, what does it cost to live? How much money do we have to have every month to to pay our bills and to feed our family? How much money do we have in reserves? If it, if it ends up being eight months instead of six months, is that person going to be OK? You know, a lot of that conversation is short term in nature. But at the same token, we have to also understand the long term, right? If someone is looking to make a transition and there's going to be a period of time where maybe they they can't fund their 401k or put investments or put money into 529s or whatever their longer term financial goals are, it's important that we reconsider, okay, what is the impact of this? Not, not necessarily just in the next six or 12 months as we get through this process, but what is the impact five years later, 10 years later, and even longer? And that, that's equally an important part of that conversation that we've got to understand. So let's talk about that longer term uh, impact and the implications of taking an early retirement package. How does it affect retirement? How does it affect uh, social security benefits? What are some of the things folks need to be thinking about? Well, all the above, you know, I mean, the, the bottom line, when, when, when an employee takes an opportunity and leaves a, a, an option, an employer, right, when they leave a job, and in particular, if it's an optional thing where the employer's coming to them saying, hey, we're going to give you a choice of taking, you know, this, you know, six months of severance or whatever it happens to be, and the employee's considering that, you know, again, all of these things are potentially impacted is, is the right answer, right? And, and there is uncertainties that exist, which primarily 
revolve around how how long will it take the employee to get back in a an employment situation where they're at least equaling their their previous compensation. Now there's risk in that, right? I mean, in particular in this environment with COVID and depending on what sector you're in, that's it's unknown how long that will take. What we try to do when we work through this with clients is take a very conservative approach. You know, if if they've got six months of compensation or if they have, you know, if they're getting, if the employer is, is paying them for six months for them to leave today, we're probably going to say, well, what if it takes a year? You know, do we have enough money set aside in cash reserves to cover that? If if we don't, then the reality is if employment takes longer, that means the the, the the client, our client's going to have to dip into potentially investments, maybe retirement accounts or do other things that would not be ideal, that would have potentially tremendous long-term impacts to uh, to the plan that they have to retire. Again, it's it's such a case-by-case scenario that it, it, I think the important thing is you just got to dig into it and really look at both sides of it. What I often find is the focus usually is more short-term right? It's very easy in particular if an employer is offering a 10-month severance package for someone to come in and say, you know, wow, you know, they're going to give me X numbers of dollars today just to leave. And again, where I think that it's important for people to kind of take a step back is, and that might represent a large sum of money, but it goes pretty quick when the paycheck stops, right? You know, I think of the statistics, which I don't remember the exact numbers on, but uh, the something like 50% of people who win the lottery end up bankrupt within three years, <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, it, getting a large windfall does not necessarily take care of us for as long as we'd like to think it does. No. It changes our short-term behavior, which can sometimes cause a problem. Yeah. And not only that, but the tax impacts can be tremendous. And, and if you just think about it, a lot of people say, well, they're just paying me my salary. Well, if we think about it, let's say that you you worked for the full year and here we are at September, you know, at the beginning of September. And if you took a severance package and let's say that it was a, a large one, they were paying you 12 months of your compensation. But like many employers, that's all going to be paid out right now. Well, it's not just the fact that they're paying you for a year of compensation, but on top of that, you had earned earned income for eight months of the year. You're going to have a large sum of money that's going to come in this year. The withholdings on that type of payment is required to be at a higher level. And the, the, the end result could be a tax situation where you end up in a much higher tax bracket. So not only did that money not last as long as you think it was, but a big, a big impact could be, you know, the tax bite could be a lot larger than you think. So there, you know, to your point, there's a lot of issues that need to be thought through um, and, and, and really dug into before a decision is, is made on, on one of these options. Certainly a good reason to sit down with a professional and take a look at your own specific and unique situation. Uh, let's talk though a little bit about uh, employer-sponsored 401k plans. Let's, let's say that's on the table as it often is. What are some of the things that people can do in that situation? What are the, the pluses and minuses there? Yeah, well, and this is an area that I often see a lot of mistakes being made uh, with employees leaving the organization. Um, and and usually it's because the general sense is, you know, the phone call comes in, hey, I've accepted this, this uh, uh, severance package, or it wasn't my choice, I was delivered this severance package, and I'm calling you because we need to roll my 401k over to an IRA. And although that might be the right decision, there's more details and discussion that's, that needs to be had. In particular right now, so the CARES Act, which was passed back in March, extends and, and really creates more opportunity on how you can use those dollars 
on a more tax efficient basis and even waiving traditional penalties. As many people know, in general, if you take a distribution from a qualified account before 59 and a half, there's a 10% penalty. The CARES Act has changed some of that where uh, an employee who lost their employment due to coronavirus or the financial impact, which if you're being laid off this year, uh, it would be directly, you, you would qualify for this. You have the ability to use those dollars differently than you ever have before. So even, even in a previous year, outside of 2020 dealing with coronavirus, this is an area that again, most people just jump and say, well, we've got to roll this money over to an IRA. What we try to counsel clients to think about is number one, we need to, you need to be a little bit more educated about what some of the rules are. And so one of the really important rules that often gets missed or ignored is uh, if you leave your employer in the year you turn 55 or older, again, many people know about that premature penalty at 59 and a half, but there's a small subset of the tax law that if you leave your employer in the year you turn 55 uh, or older, you can actually take a direct distribution from that 401k plan and it's not subject to the early withdrawal penalty of 10%. So the situation would be a client uh, is in this position and gets a severance package at 57, immediately calls us and says, hey, I need to roll this money over. Our general thoughts would be, well, not not so fast. If we roll that money out of your 401k into your IRA, in general, you're now subject to the 59 and a half rule. So if something happens next year where you might need some of that money because getting back to employment takes a little bit longer, it's now going to be subject to a penalty. Pretty straightforward. But this this gets missed over and over again. I can't tell you how many times people get referred and say, well, you know, I, I took a severance package earlier this year. I turned 55 in December. Technically, they would have qualified, but they say, we, I already met with an advisor and I rolled my whole 401k to my IRA. Well, that, that ability is now off of the table in general terms, right? Any distribution they take would be subject to a 10% penalty. So there's some education that needs to be had, but again, there's some strategy that needs to be involved. You know, one of the advantages of rolling the money out of the 401k into an IRA is more control with the investment, but that's not always the most important thing. So oftentimes what we find ourselves doing is again, strategizing with a client. Okay. You're 58 today. You've got a severance package. That's going to cover you for six to seven months. You, You know, you've got a goal to get back to doing something what if what if it doesn't happen in the time that we're hoping? How do we make sure that you can pay your bills? And maybe instead of just doing a full rollover, we leave some of the money in the 401k that they'd be able to draw without penalty to get them to 59 and a half and roll the rest of it over to an IRA so we do have more control and more ability to invest those dollars you know, for, the, for our clients' goals. Two of the financial programs that rely on the number of years you've spent doing something are pensions yeah. and social security. Obviously, they calculate things differently and they have a different um, effect on your overall financial plan. But let's talk about employees, especially you know public employees, yeah. people working for state or local governments, uh, teachers, et cetera, who may be uh, currently enrolled into some kind of employer pension program. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they need to be thinking about here? Yeah. So a, a lot of the same conversations are being had, but, but the first step is educating uh, ourselves, meaning sometimes the advisor, because every plan is something different here in Arizona. The vast majority of our clients that are teachers or work for the state are subject to the Arizona State Retirement System, the ASRS, which we're very knowledgeable on, but you have a lot of options. for the, So the first step for us when we're working with someone who's 
again, even anticipating or considering one of these options is the same thing. Not only do we have to focus on the short term, which is cash flow and paying bills, but we've got to get estimates and numbers from the ASRS for in this example. And with that organization, uh, some you know you might uh, you know an employee or or a retiring employee or exiting employee might have anywhere from five you know they could have a number of different options on how they elect to take their pension these again are you know the most important thing to understand here is these are irrevocable decisions so if you if you make a decision and don't vet it out fully or educate yourself or work with someone who understands those programs. Once the decision is made, it's done. There's no going back in a year and saying, whoops, that was the wrong decision. You're now locked into that decision for the rest of your life. So obviously those kinds of decisions we take very seriously. We want to make sure we have all of the numbers and information. And again, you know, there's a game plan that we've got to think through, right? Should we be electing this pension now? Should we take 100% joint and survivors? Should we take some lump sum? You know, one of the things that's been highly discussed in, in, in the media, rightfully so, is a lot of these state and local governments are going to be under significant pressure because of what we're dealing in now. And there are, there is concerns over some states ability to, to, to fund these pensions. And remember, if you're retiring at 65 today, there's a high probability that you're going to be living for 30 years, 20, 30 years, and that money has to continue to come to you. So we have to educate ourselves on what the options are. We need to have a conversation around how does this plan to your long-term plan, right? And short-term plan with regards to you know, what it's going to provide to you. And we have to understand the risks around that and how we might be able to hedge that, which could be very, very different. And, and, and what we're talking about here is state and local governments, but there are still, and there are fewer and further between, but there are still a lot of public companies that still offer, you know, traditional pension plans. And it's the same kind of discussion, right? It's education around what are the different options? You know, how, how is their pension funded? You know, with a public company, uh, we get a notice of pension funding that's issued every single year, right? So we can do a little bit of research to understand, okay, well, what did this pension look like as of December 31st? Is it fully funded? Is it not fully funded? And do we want to take that into consideration with regard to should we take a portion of this in a lump sum or, or take it all in annuity or some combination of both? You know, one of the things that also comes up over and over again in these conversations with Wild Wealth Advisors and your partners is that the environment that we're in right now just has a lot of uncertainty, a lot of instability, a lot of volatility, and that has a huge impact on all of our ability to think clearly yeah. uh, and and really try to navigate through some some pretty uncertain and troubling times. I mean, we've got a global pandemic. The media continues to play its role in, in you know, driving a lot mm -hmm. of awareness, but also a lot of angst mm -hmm. uh, on, you know, on all sides of, of our collective political experiment. Yeah. Uh, folks are, are, are stressed. Yes. And it, what you're talking about here is probably one of the top five, I think, big decisions that folks would make in their life, you know, including like who you're going to spend it with and, yeah. you know, buying a home and things of that nature. The fact that these are irrevocable decisions mm -hmm. only increases the stakes here. When, when you meet with clients or you're, you're chatting with, with prospects about what Wild Wealth Management Group provides, can you speak a little bit to how you address this very kind of unsettling environment we're in? You're 100% right. I mean, it's emotional, you know, irregardless of what stage of life you're in, whether you're close to retirement or on the opposite end of the spectrum, 
everybody, it, it's just stressful, you know, and we're having conversations with folks that are saying, you know, my job has completely changed. I wish I would have retired a year ago, <laughs> you know, because the environment that they have today is not what they've had for the last 25, 30 years. And it's causing emotional thought processes. You know, our approach is to try to uh, two things. Number one, it's important that we understand that it's okay to be emotional. You know, these are challenging times, in, I mean, more than ever. And I think that it's an awareness of the fact that, you know, hey, I am making emotional decisions. I can recognize that. And as a, as, as, as a coach to our partners or a partner with our partners, our objective is to try to help bring that down to uh, maybe less of an emotional decision, more of a mathematical decision. But I think it does start with recognizing it's it, it, that's okay. It's important that we recognize that that I am reacting emotionally, and I have to try to do it, you know to kind of dial that down. So you know, beyond recognizing that, you know, our objective is to try to be non-objective about it, right? One of the advantages of working with a coach is we're not the ones that are showing up and dealing with the boss or dealing with the changes in the environment. Um, and we can be non-emotional about it. And, and our objective is to treat it that way. Number one, recognize that it's okay to be emotional and, and that's going to happen, but to be more objective about it, to be more calculated about the reality of these numbers. And I can tell you it's happened. You know, I've had clients call in a dead panic. Hey, I need to retire because I need to get my pension out of this state. I think it's going to, we can't allow ourselves to make emotional decisions. doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware and that that shouldn't be a part of the conversation, but we can't allow those emotions to drive the decision. A very large number of years ago, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, said there are known knowns and known unknowns and unknown unknowns. Yeah. And I think he caught some flack for that because it sounded kind of like, uh, you know, double speak. But I actually right. think there's some real truth there. Yeah. And when it comes to working on a financial plan, there's the things you know. And you know that you know those things. And there's the things you know you don't know, but yep. you can at least have a place for them because they're the known unknowns. And you can begin to, as you say, plan B and kind of think right. about what would we do if uh, or when certain things happen. And of course, the unknown unknowns are what catches us all by surprise right. and collectively as well as individually. I mean, right. I, I, I think the reality here is as people are navigating through these things, the, the they're, they're having somebody by your side as a sounding board, as a coach, you know, you, yes, you're the one out in the field to play. You're the mm -hmm. one taking the hits. You're the one, you know, moving your goals down the field, so to speak. Right. But having a coach who can observe and also have a, a unique perspective and, and a, just a different position relative to the game can be so important. Parting thoughts. You, you certainly have a lot of athletic experience. What yeah. would you leave people with, with this metaphor of, of why, the, why having a coach who's right there, whether you're deciding to negotiate that offer, whether you're deciding to accept it or not, what, what's the benefit of talking to a coach? Yeah, well, you know, and I think one of the things that you just said that kind of resonated with me is that known unknowns, right? Our, our clients, we all have expertise of things that we know. And I think one of the things, and one of the reasons why our, why, why our clients choose to partner with us is they know that there are certain things they don't know. I can't tell you how many times I get referred to somebody who goes through something like this and gets referred to me a year later. And I, and we're talking about the pension options. I'm saying, well, did you know that you could, and they go, I didn't even know that, you know, they, you know, so again, I think the first part about it is anytime in any part of your life, whether it's an athletic coach, a personal trainer, Trainer, um, a dietitian, or just your physician. We go to these professionals because we recognize we don't know. There are things that we don't know. 
And, and, and not only do you want to seek out someone who knows the things that you don't know, if it's an area of your life you need help with, but the one that knows it the best. And, uh, I, you know, my, my confidence in my team is incredible. And we, we have an incredibly strong group of people, but we've also organized it differently. We have CPAs in our group. We have estate plan attorneys in our group. We have mortgage brokers in our group. And we've done that because I recognize that the same thing, right? I, there are things that I don't know, but my clients need to have people that know that part and that specialize in that part. So we're in, we're in a unique situation where we can help people talk through these different scenarios, but then also take it back to the rest of our team and identify what is the tax impact going to be here? How is this going to impact them as it pertains to their social security and what that might look like down the road? And, and, and what is the liability? What's the tax liability of doing something like this? So, you know, I think the most important thing for people to do is take the time to, to, to really recognize what you don't know, find someone who you can feel comfortable with and expressing your fears and your emotions and, and who knows it. And, uh, and, and the biggest mistake that I see in, in general in these situations is, is a, a feeling from the participant, from the employee who's just gotten laid off or is trying of, of a rush. And many times that's, that's put on there by the employer. The employer saying, hey, you have 10 days to make a decision, which is not ideal. But most of these other decisions, well, what should I do with my 401k? Um, how should I look to take my pension? Those, th- those kinds of decisions have generally uh, additional time. Now I'm not saying take your time because I also, you know, it, there's nothing worse than getting a referral and them coming in and saying, well, I got to make a decision tomorrow because I've delayed this for 90 days. But it's, it's important that people spend the time, put the effort in to make these decisions. As you said, you know, this is a top five, dis, you know, financial decision at least, and you don't get it back. Trevor Wild is co-founder and managing director of Wild Wealth Management Group, one of the most dynamic and diverse wealth management firms in the nation. Trevor, thanks for joining us for this conversation. Adrian, thank you. I appreciate you having me. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe to Valley Business Radio on your favorite podcast app. You can also find the latest episodes online at valleybusinessradio.com. For all of us here at phx.fm, I'm Adrian McIntyre. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. Wild Wealth Management Group has ranked as one of the top advisors for the 12th consecutive year on Barron's Top 1200 Financial Advisors, ranked number one in Arizona for 2020. Award recipient Trevor Wild, Financial Advisor at Wild Wealth Management Group. Barron's Top 1200 Advisors. Over 4,000 advisors who wish to be ranked fill out a 102-question survey about their practice. Data is verified and then applied to a ranking formula. The ranking reflects the volume of assets overseen by the advisors and their teams, revenues generated for the firms, and the quality of the advisors' practices. The scoring system assigns a top score of 100 and rates the rest by comparing them with the top-ranked advisor. Listing in this publication and or award is not a guarantee of future investment success. This recognition should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Securities and advisory services offered through Cetera Advisors LLC, member FINRA, SIPIC, a broker-dealer, and a registered investment advisor. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. 7025 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 115, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85253.